Welcome in, tech fans. It's Cody, and this is another episode of On the Fence. On this episode, we continue our player interview series. And on this episode, it's Wabash Valley transfer outfielder Jonathan Hogart. What's up, Hoagie? What's up, Cody? Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm blessed. All right, well, let's start off. Let's uh, tell everybody about yourself. Well, my name is Jonathan Hogart. I'm uh, 20 years old, junior. I'm a transfer from Wabash Valley Junior College, and uh, that's located in Mount Carmel, Illinois. Probably no one knows where that's from. Well, uh, I, uh, a mom, my dad, my brother is who I live with at home. My mom, Leanne, my dad, Jody, my brother, AJ, my little brother also plays baseball and plays some football too. So I'm also, I'm from Madisonville, Kentucky, a uh, very small, not, uh, it's fairly small town, small area, I'd say. I went to Madisonville North Hopkins High School and spent four years there until COVID, you know, ruined my, my senior year. Know how that goes with the Bruins senior, senior years. Mm-hmm. Although the graduation was nice, man, we'll sit in 90 degree weather, graduated and sweat to death, but yeah. Well, at least you got to do that. We had a drop through. I just drove through and grabbed my diploma and drove off. I, I guess my biggest thing was I wanted to shake my principal's hand because we had a, a practice joke we wanted to pull on him. What with COVID, it was like you had to grab like one end of the diploma and another end of the diploma. It was kind of funny. But yeah, he's not COVID seniors. Still think about that. But uh, speaking of transferring and all that, what drew you to Louisiana Tech? Man, what drew me here was the area. I love the area. I love the town. I love the people here. Uh, Coach Fouts, he was recruiting me to another school when he was at his previous school. And then once he moved here, he continued the recruiting process. And I just fell in love with Rustin. I fell in love with everything about it. And uh, Steele Netterville took me on my visit here. And showed me around, showed me everything, loved the guys, loved everything about it. Yeah, that's that's a name Tech fans remember very well, and, and me as well. You know, Steele's a great guy, the Nettervilles are a great family. Um, of course, me being from Ruston, you know, I I, I love Ruston all the same, you know. Uh, we're all, we'd love to have you here. It's awesome to see you play. Um, watching the fall, was, it was so nice to see you. you know, I made your nickname, Mr. Automatic. Uh, it's been so much fun watching, throwing it, throwing it to you outfield, messing with you, all that kind of stuff. Well, let's see what is some of your favorite moments. Uh, as of right now, I know you've only been here a year, but we're in just kind of go through it. What's been your favorite tech memory so far? Man, the favorite memory. That's a good one. Uh, for me personally, I, I loved when we did buddy ball in the fall. I loved going out there. I loved seeing all of the guys put smiles on these kids' faces and it meant so much to them and also to us. I thought that was an amazing moment. And just the whole fall in general, the whole fall was great. Uh, the guys were awesome. I mean, they still are, of course. But, I mean, it was just a great time. And even this, the, I mean, everything about this has been a great memory, honestly. That's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, buddy ball for Tech fans. If I'm not mistaken, that's where you have, like, the uh, special needs children that play baseball. Correct. Um, I used to umpire that or umpire that when I was uh, growing up at, in, at home. And it's always it's always a great program, and I, I personally love seeing you guys. You know, step out, go out there, and you know, mentor those kids and help cheer them on. Um, I've definitely had some, some tweets about that. You know, dogs sporting dogs and that kind of stuff. That's always uh, cool and fun to see. What's been your favorite game so far? Okay, the favorite game. I mean, I think this one is a pretty no brainer. Is that first one at Ole Miss? That was something special. I mean, we were down four zero, or I think it was four zero, uh, something like that. Yeah. And uh, we come back and win. I mean, that was awesome. Great, great feeling, great mojo, great everything. I mean, that was something to really remember. That was one of my favorite baseball moments in a long time. 
yeah, I was I was definitely screaming at my TV from uh, uh, cheering y'all from the whole uh, right here. But you know that was that's probably a lot of a lot of guys' favorite game. Of course, it, it's early on in the season. I mean, if I go another favorite game with Furman down the road, but that's definitely been one that's popped up a lot. Hundred uh, percent. What's your favorite part of being a Louisiana Tech Bulldog? This is what it means. I mean, it's gritty. It's get down and dirty. It's you you work your tail off. I mean, it's just what I've tried to pride myself in as a player, and I just love being able to represent that as well. I mean, from every guy that dug out, I mean, we we love each other, and it's 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 a family. It's what it truly is. It's it's means so much. And I think that just speaks a little North Louisiana as a whole. I mean, that that's that's just like our Burroughs has adapted the North Louisiana identity as it's the team identity, and I think that's what fans really love about the team. You guys go out, give it your all every day. Hearts, heart, soul, sweat, blood, and tears. Everything gets left out on that turf, and that's, that's what keeps fans coming back and being so supportive. And then we even to be, you see, you guys, yeah, you may be down in the game, but you know, in the back of your mind, we say, you know, it's it's still tech baseball. You know, these guys aren't going to give up. You know, Coach Burrows, Coach, Coach Burrows doesn't coach a bunch of wusses. You know, these guys are going to bear down and they're going to cross, claw, scratch a fight. And it's just so much fun to watch. Hundred percent, man. I mean. We, every single game, I mean, we've always felt like we had a chance, no matter what it is. And it may not have seemed like it, but we, d- deep in our minds, we've thought and known that we've had a chance in every game. We may not have got the outcome we wanted, but, I mean, we we still fight to the very last out, last pitch, everything. Oh, and as a fan, it definitely shows. I mean, like, you look back Sunday um, at DMU, we just look at balls as word landed, basically. But, like, the bats were still competitive, you know, the, the mentality was still up, the energy was still up. And you know, go all of the season. That's what you want to see as a fan, and and, and as a as a, as a team probably as well, uh, because it, like in that game, you know, I was still thinking yeah, we're still in this. You know, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. Adarius Adarius Myers, that dude, he swung with that well that day. He had three three lineouts, man. I mean, he couldn't catch a break. Walker Birchfield, I mean, Phil, I believe had a, had some as well. I think Dalton did. I mean, I mean, he can keep going on and on that game. Just, I mean, it's baseball. Yeah, yeah, and it's the beauty of the game. That's that's the truth. It's baseball. I mean, if you have Saturday's win on Sunday, Tech wins out with thirteen to nine, or you know, even less than that, because I mean, it looked like a Darius had two home runs, dude. We all thought it too, and then somehow they just hung up, and we didn't know it. But you know what? So I keep moving on. Yeah, you just got to keep moving on, and of course, you know, look at look at the week. You know, going to Natchitoches and North Northwestern, a team that's been pretty good up in the, in the the year of the South of Conference, then traveling up to Rice. It was a favorable conference opponent. I'll, I'll get into that later. They're not my favorite CUSA opponent, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> oh, what's your favorite uniform combo? Oh. Or do you have a custom one that you want? Oh, I, oh, I love the pinstripes. I think they feel great and they look great. Of course, the new the new rust and blacks. Those are beautiful. Uh, pin, uh, not the pinstripes. I already said that. The baby blues. Baby blues. And uh, I mean, I think we've worn just about all the combos that I like to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, off the top of my head, but those three for sure stand out to me. I think those three are definitely prevalent throughout all of all all of the tech fans. And you have the the new Rustin ones. I call them the City Connects. Yep. The, the major the major league baseball City Connects. I'm hoping they'll put those in the store. Hit hit Tech EQ. I would like to buy one, as as most fans would. But I mean. It's just cool to see, you know, we may be a little Louisiana Tech, but we're still putting out some fire uniforms. Oh, dude, they're, they're sick, and they feel so good, too. Yeah, and you guys look good. Y'all play good in them. And, you know, having Rust and, and the city on your back, you know, with, with what this team went through, you know, just a couple of years ago, with what the city went through, for y'all to come out there in those and show out and, and just 
outperform. It really showed what this team means to the city, what the, what the city means to the team in general. 100%. I mean, even when that happened, like a lot of us weren't here. And there's only a handful of guys that still were, but I mean, it still means so much to us to be able to represent what the guys that did go through it left behind. Yeah, it's 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 great to see you know this, the the team staying together. You know, obviously, it was, it was before you guys were here, but just after that, just the the trajectory that the team has had, um, and just the popularity and just everything just skyrocketing. You know, college baseball comes through Ruston. You know, Texas Tech likes to joke college football go it was to Lubbock, but college baseball comes to Ruston because we're going to put a great product on the field. It's going to be fun to watch. And day in and day out, we're going to put out great players and great games. Couldn't agree more. Uh, so let's, let's look a little bit from the positive side, a little bit of the negative side. Uh, what's been the worst deal you've played at, whether in JUCO or in D1? Is this, we're talking playing surface? Yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, it's, this is JUCO for sure. Okay. Because every field here, you can't complain. I don't want to name the school. But it was it was a school called Shawnee Community College, and, and I was in the outfield taking ground balls before the game, and a ball bounced up hit me in the collarbone as an outfielder. And so, and it was it was pretty sketch. I think Isaac Crab could attest to this one as well because we were, we were JUCO teammates as well. That that school is one of, is probably the worst field I've seen in college. Wow, yeah, that's uh need to need to take the bush out of the outfield against some of those rocks out. Yeah, third dauberness, whatever it is. Ooh, that, that's yeah. As an outfielder, yeah, infielder, you expect the ball to correct, but an outfielder, you expect that ball to come rolling right to you, especially not that high. It may go left and right, yeah, down, down collarbone shot. That's not something we to be expecting. Hundred percent. And then, uh, what's been the worst fans you've had to do with? You know, in JUCO and in D one. Let's, let's let's go that. In JUCO, they weren't bad. I mean, you didn't get many people at the games. So here, it's been Arkansas. I'd say, Ole Miss. I couldn't hear a whole lot. I mean, they weren't really because it was a midweek. But Arkansas, I could hear them really. I mean, even from right field, you could hear them in left talking to AD or Brody. Or if you're in the dugout, you can hear them talking to Phil. I mean, they I mean, they were pretty rough. And the guys right behind our dugout, they wouldn't stop. So it was fun, though. I mean, it made it fun. I mean, you laugh about it. They're chirps. You smile and move on. Yeah, that's, that's what I was talking to Will earlier. He, he said the guys behind the dugout, he said none of it really made any sense. But they were just persistent enough to kind of peck at you like a woodpecker. Just to just to get out. Oh yeah, I mean, if we got a foul ball, they'd start saying ball, 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 like the the seagulls off mm-hmm. finding Nemo. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what they were doing. I I, I can't say much. I'm I'm the same. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll tell the, the the ball boy to run and that kind of stuff. But I mean, like you said, that's just part of the game. It makes it fun. Absolutely. Oh, uh, as long as you're not being you know demeaning or like you know calling players out or you know singling them out and making fun of them in that way. You can have some of baseball. Oh. Uh, What's been the favorite place you've been to with the team? Oh, so we're talking field, I assume. Field or field or, or just or t- team trip in general? Ain't just a, a trip that you've enjoyed? But honestly, every trip's been enjoyable. I know that may sound cliche and kind of just, you know, stereotypical, but I mean, every trip's been fun. The guys are awesome. They make it so much fun. The road trips, I mean, they're always fun. You got, you got the guys in the back playing mafia. You got your guys in the front playing the crazy eights on their phone. I mean, it's... You got different. You got all kinds of different groups on the bus, hanging out, laughing, cutting up, having a good time. Uh, I'd say Western was good. I mean, a little bit personal there because you know, not too far from my hometown. But aside from that, I think we had a a really good time and actually enjoyed each other a whole lot on that trip. Yeah, that's that's definitely definitely fun. You go go play in front of what's what's almost a home crowd for sure. Mom and dad are probably proud of you and all that. 
definitely probably a good experience for you there. Uh, let's step in the locker room a little bit. Who, in your opinion, is the funniest player? Oh, that, that, that could go down a couple routes, I think. Let's go. Baylor Khan is one of them. He's phenomenal at telling stories. How true they are, we don't know. But he can tell a mean story. Um, Fincher. I know you've heard that one a couple. The dude makes me laugh constantly. And also, I think Isaac Crabb's hilarious, but I've also known him since we were 16. So we have that little connection, I guess. But he, I think those three guys are probably on my top. There you go. Who, in your opinion, is the most friendly or outgoing on the team? Oh, outgoing? For sure, Phil. I mean, Phil's always talking to somebody. He's always saying something, always has a smile on his face, just always has a good presence about him. Friendliest as well would probably Nick Alonzo. I know Dalton said that one. Uh, Nick's always checking in on people, even though he just got injured. Always asking how we're doing, how we're feeling. I mean, he's definition of a true teammate. Yeah, Nick's been one I've heard oh, countless times. And, I mean, you can just see it if you look around, you know. I'm there before the game starts when you are taking BP and stuff, and he's always walking around talking to somebody or, you know, hyping somebody up or, you know, uh, helping out where he can. And then, of course, still, I mean, good grief, man, that dude. Well, you're not right, Phil. If he's there, you know, he's talking to me. We're chatting it up before the games. Like the other day, it was rain. It was fixed to rain. You know, he's asking what what the radar looked like, and we were joking about uh, the three hole runs we hit against DBU. He's asking, the, he thought the his first one was wind ball. I was like, no, dude, we had two wins that day. Oh yeah. And then of course the next one, he blasts out of the ballpark. So you know, we're we're joking about that one, but you know, that's that, the definitely your answers definitely make sense. I could definitely see. Yeah. That. Even that goes for the rest of the guys. I mean, those are the couple of like stand out, I guess, but you meet anyone on this team, they're not gonna give you the cold shoulder. I mean, we're all the every single one of these guys are gonna give you a firm handshake, smile, and give you a good presence about them. I mean, every single guy in this locker room, they're they're phenomenal. And that really speaks truly to the coaching staff. It just mm-hmm. who, they, who they recruit and who they go out and get. They go out and get the, those just guys that are phenomenal men, but also just judge yard greedy dogs. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Everybody all that I've met have been fantastic. Y'all have all just said, shaking my hand, been great to talk with. I've really enjoyed it. You know, y'all have pushed me away, which is before my little fears. But I mean, it just so true, so true that, that you guys are just false. Um, who, in your opinion, has the best work at it? But Darius Myers. The dude in the weight room is a different beast. The, I mean, he hasn't talked much in the weight room, which if I, if, I mean, I don't, I understand why. Dude's in there to, for business. Yes, it's early. Not many people do want to talk that early, but that dude means business, and it's awesome. I mean, I get the, I get the opportunity to sit, be his teammate and watch him just grind every single day and be able to pick his brain, learn from him, and, and participate with him. It's it's phenomenal to be to be around. I think that's the one I've heard the most is a Darius, and and it, it really shows just what, what he from what I see on the field and just outside uh, off the field. You know, the dude just looks like he, he gives it his all every. Dude leads by example at 2AT. I mean, he, he makes you want to play hard just by watching him, whether it's stealing a base, getting a bun down, which right now he just me. He's just banging balls around the park. Yeah. But, uh, or stretching a double, single into a double. I know he did that a couple times, uh, a couple days ago, maybe, maybe or midweek. I'm not too sure. But, I mean, the dude, the dude's just so fun to watch and be around. Doesn't, doesn't really talk a whole, whole lot. He will, but, the dude is a workhorse. Well, and then Sunday, the Tech Baseball supposed that he, he's a, a juggler, which which I, I thought I thought was cool to see. You know, many many talents. 
like you said, you know, stretch a single to a double, steal a bases, snagger fly, snagger fly balls at the it probably lay in, that don't play in. Elliot Juggler, I mean, what what can't it, what can't the guy do? Man, we're still trying to find that out too. The, li- the list has got to be very very small uh, if there even is one. Oh, uh, let's switch it up a little bit. What player would you not want to get in a fight with in the locker room? Oh boy. Uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to. So, uh, no, nah, there's no beef whatsoever. And I bet you guys fight here. I'm, just, I'm. I'm trying to think of histories and if people have actually like done classes and stuff. I think Jeff has like a wrestling background or something. So I think I probably want to stay away from that. And him and Bam Bam Carson Evans, they uh, like shadow box each other all the time. So I think I want to stay away from those two. Consider they they look like they kind of enjoy it too. But also Ethan Bates. I mean, the dude's like one of our is our closer. That dude's in mentality when he's up there is want to rip someone's head off. So if he ever gets in that mentality, I'll, I don't really want to be around it because I don't prefer violence. So I I have to say those three for sure. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard Jeff and Carson, but Ethan definitely I, I can see that. You know, he he get, he goes from you know infield to the, the closer that light switch flip. Dude, dude, it's awesome. It gets you fired up. It put chills on your. On your arms. Oh, yeah. It's been, especially, you know, the fastballs, you know, 93, 94, 95, but he snaps off that breaking ball, and it's just like. It's something different. It's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a different slider. I'll, t- I'll say that from experience. It's, it's different. I was talking to go take clues on that. I called it a UFO. It's, it's not a fridge of a slider. It's like in, it's it's here here one second and gone the next. 1,000%. Oh, uh, and just, you know, if I'm seeing it from 300-something feet away in right field and it looks like it's moving 60 yards, I can only imagine what it's moving at the plate. Oh, yeah, or what, what it appears. And then he has that heater that moves at a ridiculous amount as well. So, I mean, I just feel bad for hitters half the time. Hey, it's good good thing he'd be on our team. Oh, yeah. That it gets. Oh, Absolutely. It's always a good day when he decides with the mind. I think he, he leads the team in saves, too. I, think. I believe really? he has five or six. Wouldn't be surprised. Do the dog. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, and then on the flip side of the question I asked you, which player would you want to have in the back if you were ever in a fight? Man, I, uh, first, Reed Smith would be one. Ethan, of course, because, you know, he's he's kind of like a Swiss Army knife. A dude off the field, he loves it all. I mean, that's for sure. He hunts all the time. He's got all that. I mean, I'm not the biggest into hunting, so he's got all like the cool guns and stuff. So I'm definitely going to come in my back. Isaac Crab. I mean, just about anyone on the team, honestly. But those three, I'd say, stand out just off the top of my head. Yeah, I've, I've heard Reed a couple times, and I haven't had to meet him yet. He's uh, a little down the line, obviously, with interviews and stuff. But I've definitely heard it's cool to see, you know, the respect that he's earned. You know, as a transfer, you know, it can be hard, but the way the team just kind of enveloped him. I believe it was Carson and, and Nick that were talking about he just like like how he he leads by example. He's just a great guy, and, and it, it's showing when you see him out on the field just how he interacts with y'all. Dude, he's got on the mound. He's got that scream mentality. If you're gonna if you're gonna beat him, you're gonna beat him. Mm-hmm. He ain't beating himself. He's gonna compete every single day. I mean, he's 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 got it. I mean, he's he's got the competitive edge, and I love it. Love talking to him. He's he's a phenomenal teammate. He he. He loves to joke around with you. He'll, he'll always keep you on your toes, but he's a great teammate. That's for sure. Great guy. Love Reed. All, on the mound, like you said, he's. It never seems like he, like you said he beats himself up. He always just turns around and it's just it's the next pitch, completely the next pitch. And it's, it's great to see it out of a pitcher, you know, especially you know early in the season you, you get a lull or get in a slump and woe is me. But to him, he's always up. He's always up and out. Yes, and that's that's great to see. Um, uh, let's let's switch up one more time. Um. Uh, 
with you transferring, or I guess as you said, recruiting from uh, JUCO to D1 baseball, has there been a big learning curve or something that just has stood out from you from the, the two different types of player, you know, the speeds or anything like that? Absolutely. The speed of the game, you got to slow it down. I mean, the game's moving a little bit faster at the D1 level. And I think that's more of you let it speed up if you, I mean, it speeds up if you let it. Um, and basically, I mean, just, just don't be the same person every single day. I think that's the biggest thing because at JUCO, I mean, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's, it's, it's just different. I mean, there's 50 people at your games, and here there's 2,000 or maybe more. I don't really know. I can't tell. But, I mean, it's. I think that's just the biggest difference is just letting the game stay the same and don't let it speed up. Uh, what's been your favorite locker room memory? And maybe a post-game or pre-game thing that stood out to you? Oh, we just – so the team recently just started doing this. So I don't know the song. But and it's probably not gonna be a good story then if I if I can't say the song. But it's like everyone gets in and starts clapping on beat and everyone gets hyped for it. I can't tell you the song because I had no idea. Okay. But uh, they start they start they play it and everyone gets fired up and then they all start clapping and sync and it's kind of it's really cool to like to see and just to hear and I mean every obviously I mean there's gonna be your dull moments to say we take a tough loss but every, just about every time we step into the locker room someone's laughing someone's cutting up playing ping pong. I mean, it's it's always enjoyable stepping out of the locker room. That's good to hear. And then, well, you know, two more things. What was your welcome to Division One college baseball? And my, the very first scrimmage here, it's kind of like, okay, this is real. Because, I mean, at JUCO, you get guys, you got, you got your top-end guys, and then you got a couple guys that are like, okay, I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong. They're still good, but you're like, okay, I'm more comfortable here. And here it's kind of like you don't, you have to get comfortable on your own. They ain't gonna let, they're not going to let you get comfortable. So it's kind of like the very first scrimmage here, it's kind of, it was, it was humbling. I mean, it was, it was phenomenal. So the guys, are just, they, they keep coming, they keep coming, they keep coming, which, which, which is what Coach Burroughs preaches. So it's good to see. And, and I mean, that's that was probably my biggest moment right there. Yeah, the, those fall scrimmages were were very fun to watch, and it it just shows like what this team can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still early on. Uh, you know, there's there's fans that are already putting you guys off. It's like, come on, people, really? I mean, we're all human. You know, everybody has bad days. Hundred percent. And you know, if you have an opinion, woohoo, everybody's got one. They all stink. Yeah. You know, you make the reference opinions are like farts. Everybody has them. They all stink. Oh. And so, yeah, it's just it's great to see to see you guys grow and develop. Um, obviously, I sound old old saying that, but it's just you know from from the fall into into the games and stuff, and, you know, watching all through it all, it's just super fun to watch. And you know, like we we care so much, like we want to win every game possible. That's for sure. We know, like we like we're struggling here or there. Who we know that. Yeah, we're we're not, we're not trying to, but I mean, we're like every guy walks to that ballpark every single day. Thinking they're going to be successful, knowing they're going to be successful. If it doesn't happen that day, they come the next day with the same mentality. We all got we got a good head on our shoulders. We got a good mindset. Just when it happens, it's going to happen. It's going to come back and snowball. It's just going to keep building and become an avalanche. Exactly. And and with that mentality that y'all have, who am I or anybody else to go on social media and put y'all down or post some ridiculous stat that makes Louisiana Tech look bad? That's that's just not fair to y'all. As I mean, because. Again, we're all kids, basically. I mean, yeah, we're all 20s up here, but we're still technically kids. I mean, we all have emotions. We all have bad days. And to me, it just, it kind of hurts that, you know, these are professionals and adults that have lived in the world long enough to know how it feels. And it's like, do you really have to do that, though? Like, I mean, I could never, 
stepping y'all shoes to do what y'all do, man. I, I struggle enough with a job and, and going to going to class. I can never handle you know five thirty workouts and then going to class and traveling to a baseball game and the play in and it, you know everything that y'all do is just it's crazy to think about the workload that y'all have. Oh, we love it though. We absolutely love it. Uh, that's what I hear, and you know, you know, I guess it's, it's you have to have that different mindset, and it looks like all of y'all have it. And I'm so thankful that y'all do because it makes it fun for a baseball fan like me to watch baseball. Uh, let's uh, let's go one last thing here. In your opinion, what position guy would be the best pitcher other than Phil or Ethan? Okay, mm, position guy to be the best pitcher. I think quality pitcher. I'd have to say George because he catches every game and he understands how to how to pitch a game or call a game. Mm-hmm. But man. For just get up there and just chuck it. I, Daxing Birch comes to mind because he has a cannon from the outfield. Mm-hmm. It's, ah, man, that's a tough spot. Ooh, I don't know. I have to go with those two off the top of my head. That definitely makes sense. Yeah, because I've seen Daxing throw it. It's like, oh my. And then, of course, George, you know. Dude's a, dude's, dude's a superhero back there. Can't forget. I mean, George threw out three guys on, on Sunday from his knees. Easily, easily. I mean, it's like. You know, said said in the outfit, it was like, you know, George, you've been trying. Like, it, it doesn't look like it happened. It, it doesn't look like it, but it's like the dude just, he has it. He, yeah. And so, and so if, you, if you flip that around and short a distance up, it's like, well, wait a minute, you may have a cannon there. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, so a lot of catchers, when they get to pro ball, they'll switch to like a closing pitcher or something because they got either a really good arm or something. So, from what I've heard. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think. I mean, he 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 gets he gets he has the baseball IQ. He gets it. Oh oh yeah. So I definitely put him up there. You can definitely tell that, that he has that IQ. We just the way he's back there just manages you know the game and just the the pace and everything. He, he's a, a really great guy, and I love seeing seeing him go out there and just swing the bat. You know, it's cool all the time. Like it's a whole yeah. And you know, oh yeah. It's it's always cool when he comes out. You know, you know people will talk about his name and stuff. And that's really cool. I, Never would have thought about him for that, but the, you, you bring up a very good point, you know. His catchers are back there, you know, calling mm-hmm. names or, you know, talking with pitching coaches about how to attack hitters and stuff yeah, like that. And 100%. I'm a big analytics guy, so, you, you know, this percentage of the time, this guy's going to do this, and that would make a whole lot of sense for a closer to have that mentality and know what to do. And his his like, his like baseball mind, I know I've already said that, but it's it's, it's so advanced, like, Coach Burrows talks about like the internal clock of like an infielder, but he has a phenomenal one as a catcher. Like he gets like when he has to put like his whole arm into a throw, or when he can still get it there and beat him by three feet. Oh yeah, the dude, the dude understands that he gets it. It's it's awesome, and he's a great leader in the dugout too. Yeah, that's it's it's so much fun to watch. You know, just him go out there and play, and all y'all go out there and play. Uh, is there anything we can look forward to on Tuesday against Nakanish or, or anything else you want to talk about? Man, we're going to bring it all. We're going to bring all we got. Going into every game expecting to win. Knowing we're going to win. And if it, you know what, we're going to give it our all. And we're going to just play until the last out's called. That's, that's the mentality we love to hear. Bulldog fans, make sure you uh, catch the dogs on Tuesday as they face the Northwestern State Demons in Nakanish. And then this weekend for a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday series in Rice uh, in Houston against the Rice Owls. I'll be last week in all those games, including I'll be in Natchitoches on Tuesday. So make sure you're following me on Twitter and subscribe to the podcast if you really like these interviews. As always, this is Cody and Go Dogs. How about them dogs, baby? <laughs>